welcome to the brand new podcast, Life on the Vine. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Hutchinson, and I'm here with my colleague, Jackson Seibert. I'm glad to be here, Dan. Uh, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? It has. It has. This is an idea that was birthed a while ago, and we're excited to finally see the fruits of some thought and mostly Jackson's labor. So, well, I mean, you had a pretty good excuse. You were on sabbatical. Well, it's true. So, Life on the Vine, that's the title that we've chosen. And what would you say? Why Why is this title? Why are we, what are we hoping to explore during our podcast, during our time together? Um, you know, through our conversations of what we really wanted to kind of talk about and tackle in a podcast, if we were going to actually have one, it really came down to, we, you know, we had a few ideas floating around. Um, but exploring life in Christ and what does that mean? What does it mean to be a Christian here on earth? And, uh, so if God, if, if Jesus is, is the true vine, you know, and, um, we're called to be, um, plugged into him, that's what we're exploring is what does it mean to live life on the vine? Yeah. And and I think one of the things we talked about is we're really hoping in this time we have some thoughts, we have some answers that we we've discovered over life and through ministry, but we also want to just explore questions, ask some questions. Yeah. We'll have guests on in our time together and we just want to kind of open the can of worms, see where it leads us. And we don't necessarily plan on answering every question that we ask. I think that's really good. Cause I know you have more answers than me, but <laughs> I don't pretend I don't to have that. all of them. Yeah. I don't have all of them either. So, this first is kind of an intro, right, to what yeah. we're talking about. And um, one of the things that we see when in Jesus' ministry, when he starts, first thing he says after he comes back from the wilderness, after being tempted, is this line of repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So somehow life on the vine, life in and through Christ deals with this idea these ideas right of repentance yeah. and the kingdom of god well life in the kingdom i think i think it's a really good place to start when we're tackling into this because i mean all of the old testament and all of the new testament is pointing to christ right so yeah. when we're looking at what does it mean um to live life on the vine to be tied into christ where else would we go besides to the point, to Christ. To Christ, absolutely. Yeah. So starting I, point. I think it's point. brilliant that you've picked for us to start here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we can pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> We're boasting in Christ. We're boasting in yeah. Christ. So, so life, life in the kingdom. Um, this word, repent. So, repent. Let's just start there. Okay. First word, when Jesus begins his ministry, repent. Talk to me about that word, because I I hear that word. Maybe some people hear that word, mm-hmm. and maybe it sounds a little stodgy, a little old fashioned. Maybe good word, stodgy. Monty, thanks, yeah. thanks. If we have some Monty Pythons out fans out there, maybe it sounds a little bit kind of Spanish Inquisition. You know, repent, repent. <laughs> so what what's what's Jesus getting at there? What what start us off? Wow, man, tossing the ball real quick into my court. Okay, um, repent. What I always tell, especially the Pathfinders, when we talk about repentance, is we talk about, um, first, there's some self-examination that goes into repentance, yeah, um, and it's it's turning away from 
my will or my choices or um, maybe even the will of the world, and I'm turning towards Christ. So turning away from myself or turning away from the world, turning away from sin and posturing myself back towards Christ. Yeah. So a, a, a turning around. Yeah. Re, reposturing. I like that. So you said, you, you threw out three things. Mm-hmm. You said turning away from self, turning away from sin, and turning away from the world. Yeah. Now this is maybe getting us a little off. Are all those things synonymous? I mean, are they the same things? Is our self, the world, and sin, those seem, are those... Um, are we are we supposed to turn from all those things? Well, yeah, I think so. I don't I don't think that they're synonymous. Okay. I don't think that they're the same thing. Okay. I think that we often group them into the same category as not being of God hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Um but I think that it's important to and this is just my opinion. I, I think that it's important to kind of differentiate between those because I think it's really easy to chalk up all of the bad things that are inside me and say, oh, well, it's it's the devil and it's the devil's influence or it's devil, Satan's influence. Devil made me do it. Yeah. It, yeah. Devil made me do it. Exactly. Ooh, when spooky. Uh, I think that there may be some truth to that in the fa- in the sense that, you know, there is a force of evil that is working inherently against the will of God. Okay. And that is true, but I don't think it's the only force of evil that is working against God. I think that my, um, I think if we look back to the garden and we look at Adam and Eve, the serpent wasn't um, imposing his will necessarily on Eve or even really on Adam you know, yeah. um, there was convincing argument and maybe yeah. he was helping it along, but all that really kind of welled up from the self and it was self desire. So I think yeah, that there, of, there's a little bit of difference there. Yeah. It came from within though. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. from some evil influence without. So yeah, I think that, and then I think that once we talk about sin entering the world and living in a broken world, well now sin or evil and like selfish culture or selfishness has cultured itself into a culture Mm. to now that we call the world that has its own kind of mob mentality will that can impose itself on us. So we have self world sin. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And, And all three of those though distinct are not yet Christ. And so repentance is turning toward Christ and yeah. away from these things that are not Christ. Yeah. That want our allegiance, that want to move us in certain directions, want us to value certain things, want us to seek after certain things. And repentance is to turn from those things back to Jesus. Right. Back to the vine. Yeah. I mean, I wish it were just as easy as that. But, you know, right? you know. Um, so what I think about, you know, Jesus is speaking originally to a Jewish audience when he's when he's so he's talking to people that have the law they have you know a society that's even steeped in really good things mm-hmm. and in we might call even biblical principles and we think about how much we all want to be good people we talk a lot of, in our society about being moral and being good and being kind and being nice and all of those things would have been part of 
Jesus society. I mean, he's talking to people that have the law, they have the Ten Commandments, they're trying to be faithful, and yet he's still telling them to repent. As if somehow all of that good living really isn't maybe the point. Yeah. But there's even a turning, there's still a turning that needs to happen Mm -hmm. because Jesus is the point. Right. Man. Yeah, and I think, I don't know. I'm going to chew on this one for a little bit. Yeah. Just because I think it's so difficult and I think that it's really important. How do we, or we always get it mixed up, what what the focus should be. You know, even in our best efforts, even in, you know, historical Jewish context, you know, there were laws created upon laws, upon laws, upon laws to keep this holy living, which was perceived to be the point, to be a holy and set yeah. apart people, yeah. um, when really it's to chase after God. So we've kind of talked a little bit about history and historical context of that. What would that really look like 21st century wise? What is that? What does this mean? What is, what are we looking at here? Yeah. What does repentance look like? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's a good, good question. I mean, some of the things that I think immediately come to mind is we, I think we live in a society that really values certain things. We value maybe success. We value, money mm-hmm. uh we value um certain forms of power we value things like like leisure we value um we're we're, we're americans right so we value yeah. individualism we value the right to do what we want when we want to do it the pursuit of happiness Oof. and i think we kind of define happiness as what uh what makes us feel good yeah right and so we 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 have this ingrained idea that we should be able to and be free to and that it is a good thing to seek that which makes us feel good that which makes us happy and i think that the gospel challenges that i think jesus so are you telling challenges that are you telling me that jesus doesn't want me to be happy yes i'm telling you that jesus does not want me to be happy (laughs) thanks for letting me put words in your mouth yeah i know well that's that's you know part of the can of worms right yeah but maybe it's less about Jesus not wanting us to be happy and Jesus maybe more about Jesus wanting us to redefine happiness yeah. right Re- redefine joy redefine goodness Red- redefine success yeah uh, redefine and i think that's that's again part of repentance is not rejecting all these things you know use your categories you reject yeah. sin that's sure. maybe a <laughs> That's the one. But yeah. The world and the self, you don't necessarily reject, but in turning to Jesus, then you're able to re-engage the self, re-engage the world through Christ. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that Jesus then becomes a filter in which we experience the world and in which we experience ourselves. Yeah. I think that language, the lens, lens filter, filter. Okay. Yeah, something like that. The um what is it, Lewis or Chesterton, one of the two, talks about how by the light of the sun we are able to see everything else. Right. And Jesus becomes that sun, the light by which we see things as they truly are. Without the sun, you can guess, but you're probably going to get it wrong. Yeah. It's the sun, it's Jesus said. So it enables us to see the world, to see ourselves, to see why were we created, what's our purpose, what's our point. 
what should we strive after? What should we seek as humans? What were we, what were we made for? Yeah, and I think that that is, I'm probably most excited about that about this podcast is yeah. because that's really kind of what we're getting down to. How how do we view the gifts and receive the gifts and receive the trials and receive all of the good, the bad, and the ugly through the lens and the filter of Jesus Christ? Yeah. And how do we engage others to be able to uh, to do the same, to do likewise? So we will be talking a lot more in uh, in the future uh, about engaging some of those things through yeah. the filter of Christ, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of the, the, the point, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, when we're life on the vine, life plugged into Jesus is is living life with him, but also mm-hmm. like through him, you know? And, yeah. Um, but it begins, it begins with Jesus. And I think that's part of repentance is that God knows Jesus recognizes that our focus is not naturally on him, that he's not the lens through which we see the world. Mm-hmm. And so before we can have that perspective, then we have, we have to, Stop looking through the other lenses, right? right? Yeah. Um, and that's that's a big part of repentance. So if we are to stop yeah. looking through other lenses, what does that actually look like? So we have it in theory. We have the idea. what, And we know that it's turning away from those things or not looking through other lenses, but looking through the lens of Christ. What, what does that mean in practical dollars and cents term yeah well i think it first means you got to quit your job (laughs) you got to move to a (laughs) monastery yeah you got to maybe become a pastor or a youth worker yeah yeah that's what i did so (laughs) (laughs) just kidding yeah no i think that's you know that's part of the the challenge and and i think the you know one one of the things is that we know it's not going to look exactly the same for every person sure and I think we can run into a lot of trouble by looking at, you know, I look at Jackson and I say, okay, that's, Jackson's got something going and, and that's what repentance looks like for me too. But the reality is. You're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Yeah, because that, that's Jackson's your marker. Got, Jackson's got different things that he needs to repent of than I have, than I need to repent of. And, but I, I think what you said earlier, it begins with, uh, evaluating our lives, taking mm-hmm. stock of where where is our focus, and I think, you know, if we want to get really practical, I think, mm-hmm. w- you know, when we look at where is our time going, where is our money going, um, where where is our thought life going, you know, how much of our time and in our thought life do we spend on God? How much time do we spend thinking about the Christian life? How much time do we spend thinking about? people that really annoy us or things that are going wrong at work or fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, what's, what's filling our, our mind. Mm-hmm. And I think when we begin to think about that, when we begin to become aware of that, then we can at least begin to learn the things from which we need to repent. Right. Yeah. Um, now they actually changing some of those habits. Sure. <laughs> that that yeah. can be a little harder. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Most, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think some of the it's funny you talk about kind of cliches, right? Yeah. And overused ideas yeah. and things that are trite. And a couple of those in Christian Christianese, if we want to call it that, would be 
pray and read your Bible. Yeah. Go to church, pray, read your Bible. Those are kind of cliches. They're trite. We've heard them before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the one of the <laughs> realities is that they're cliche for a reason. Yeah. There is something uniquely powerful about scripture, about prayer, about being part of the community. And I think it's in large part because those are ways in which God has promised to speak to us. There are ways that God has promised to make himself known to us. Yeah. So in some ways it's a back to basics. Yeah, you know? I mean, exactly. I think, I think you're spot on. And I, uh, for all of my pathfinders listening out there, you should out. be able to recite these along with me because I tell them, um, or for the last year, we've been focusing on five spiritual disciplines and not discipline like for st- discipline's sake, not to do these things because that earns us more right standing with God or not, yeah. but because that's how God really interacts with us, that God speaks through these things. Not to say that he can't speak through other ways, but he's given us primary tools to use as we come to learn and um, learn about him and engage him more. Um, so you nailed three, prayer, awesome. scripture, and worship, okay? Yeah. And worship can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't Abs- just yeah. have to be, you know coming and sitting that, in the sanctuary and that's another podcast hymns. yeah yeah is. we'll talk about that <laughs> um but then the other is community which is mm-hmm. kind of what you mentioned yeah. in the context of coming to church yeah being in a community as well the uh, fifth one that i always said was service as well yeah, that's good. that serving others that that inherently and i think this kind of goes into your when you're talking about what what's your thought life like yeah. when we view others through the lens of christ we tend to see others very differently. We tend to see them more like Christ sees them. And that can reposture our hearts like that. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And then, But service isn't just kind of sitting in that thought area where it's moving us out into action. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we worry about whether our actions are going to be sufficient or good but it's just the fact that we are moving out to serve others so i i preached those five for a long time and then leah craddock our uh one of our summer interns on the mission trip she dropped a sixth one in there and the sixth one was repentance if you remember that from the mission trip yeah yeah so um it's kind of circular like some of these things draw you right back into repentance right yeah well, they're interrelated. I mean, yeah. think about every every time we gather together for worship, there's a prayer of confession. It's a time for repentance. Ooh, that sounds like another podcast. Why do we do what we do in worship? Ooh, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is good. I, I like I like those those. Can we call them the six spiritual disciplines? Sure. There's more. There's more. Yeah. There's way true. more. It's it's just the beginning. Yeah. Just the beginning. Read uh, Richard Foster's book on disciplines. Who's Richard Foster? <laughs> he's a uh, he's a guy that wrote book. a book on spiritual disciplines. <laughs> I'll pick it up. Yeah, he and he brings up fasting and okay. some of these other yeah. things that we haven't really gotten into. But sounds like more podcasts to come. There is so much content for our podcast. I know. I'm so excited. Uh, well, if it takes us this long to talk about each topic, then we're going to be here. Yeah, a while. A while. Um. We'll do our best to break this down into bite sizes for you. 
So we've been talking repentance. Yeah, we have. And I think any of these topics that we talk about, there's going to be more, more that could be said. Yeah. Right. But um, I think kind of one move because Jesus want to move on a little bit because Jesus begins with repent, and then it's repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. So somehow repentance is linked to the kingdom. Yeah. Um, uh, so how? What is the, what is repentance? Well, we, this whole conversation we've been having. What does it have to do with the kingdom of God? I'll let you. I'll let you start on that sure. one. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm to happy to. Um, well, that sounds like a great next episode of our podcast. So next week, I like it. We're going to be jumping straight into the kingdom of God. What is that? What does repentance have to do with the kingdom of God? Uh, and awesome go from there perfect see you guys next week have a great week